0: Ladies, gentlemen, non gender conforming listeners, welcome to what would usually be the listening party with Adam and Mike. I am Mike, he is Adam. Hello. Usually we bring each other albums to listen to and uh, just chat, chew the fat over. This week, however, Adam, I feel it is incumbent upon me to discuss a wider problem. Panic in the patriarchy. That's absolutely right. And the problem that's been, what's causing such panic is the sexual emancipation mm. of five young ladies in their 20s. In the 90s. What can we do about this, Adam. Continue marketing this sexual emancipation to our own diabolical, cynical ends, thus maintaining the status quo at all costs. At all costs, something must be done. That said, I mean, that really depends on what side of the coin you fall. If you believe the official story, and I'm no conspiracy theorist, but if you believe the official story, then these girls were basically punk, you know? They went to stage school and attended an audition, just like all the punks. Was it the Pauline they, Quirk Academy? I don't think... Well, I've been, I don't think the Pauline Quirk Academy existed in the mid-90s, did it? She was I've still always, very much on TV. I've always just assumed it was just one of the grand institutions. Of... <laughs> yeah, it is, yeah. The, I believe the children of Victorian gentry went to the Pauline Quirk Academy <laughs> believe so. to learn the Lombarda. Um, yeah, so they... Apparently, they then... Stole all the demos and ran off because they were just tired of being kicked around, and they weren't even being allowed to write their own bloody songs. I mean, I, I, I was interested at reading that, but let, let's just say we we are discussing this time round Spice by the Spice Girls <laughs> by the titular Spice Girls <laughs> the Spice Girls. Uh, so that's that's the official story. The other theory might be that they were entirely a product that was devised and marketed, which would seem to make more sense, given that they are five such strikingly different-looking women with uh, personalities to match. I won't lie. When you suggested this at last party, I, I was not in favour of it, because I, I was alive and... Around this period when, you know, memories are pretty um vivid at the time period I, and as a young right peach for a boy it wasn't for me spice guys weren't for me adam and thusly i took the uh the uh standard opinion of a young boy of like don't like this this is annoying in it and all that and and that yeah. sort of that opinion had kind of carried me through the rest of my life so when you suggested Look, it, i was the like, important oh, thing is, like is one should maintain the opinions that one settled on when they were 10 that's like definitely the best way of approaching life. To protect Unfortunately, the patriarchy. Because I don't have an older brother. I didn't even realise that the other than the chart existed. And thus, I thought the Spice Girls were a breath of fresh air. I don't know what the breath of fresh air... I don't know what I what stagnant... <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> what, what was it? What was it wafting out the room for, yeah. They were flushing out. I thought they were absolutely great. However, I now also think... That mixed up in all of that might have been a grab bag of hormones, and the fact that I thought that Jerry Hallowell was delicious in a way that I found very confusing when she was on stage at the Brit Awards. I watched that with my mother and father, and it exploded. I didn't know what to do with myself. I saw her wearing that Union Jack dress, and I just thought, God, something must be done. That's probably what the producers at ITV thought. You've seen that video, that uh, picture now. Oh, yeah, yeah. You, you sent me a picture of Peter Sissons, the uh, ITV newsreader, um, commenting yes. upon last night's Brit Awards <laughs> a picture of Jerry Halliwell. No, no, Let's... it's not. It's That's the picture they chose, but it's Jerry Halliwell's departure from the Spice Car. So when she announced oh, she was leaving, okay. they picked the single most unflattering mid motion screen she, grab. She's practically buzz eyed, mouth agape, sort of like, Ugh! would be yeah. the noise the picture would be making. And it was a little it definitely looked like, yeah, let's find a stupid picture we can in this broad. She's leaving the most successful band in the world. Let's humiliate the broad, for she is troubling the patriarchy. Troubling the patriarchy. Let's bring her down a peg or two. Yeah. yeah. Make her look stupid. Yeah, that'll learn him for yeah being equal. So, uh, so initial thoughts. I, bearing in mind, I probably haven't listened to this since I was about 11. I, first of all, I thought, do you know, this sort of reminds me of The Doors. Now bear with me, for I have logic. Not not in any musical sense. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Or even in a gender sense. But because they sound so painfully of their time, Oh pro- my, yes. The production is thin. Very, very thin. The mm. album has far, thin. far more filler on it than I remembered. It's got like three or four hits and then some absolute doggerel on there as well. Every single song is can basically, apart from Mama, no idea what that's about, is... <laughs> <laughs> I'm um, pretty self-explanatory, but okay, we'll come to that. Every every song is basically about, oh, I want you to want to have sex with me, but you mustn't. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Mm, no, mm, look at me, but no. Because I, I'm a strumpet, but also chaste. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a better title. Yeah, I think that was probably the, that was on the mood board, but then they <laughs> boiled it down. The chaste strumpets. The chaste strumpets. It like nobody must ever have sex with them, but it's okay for them to want to have sex with everybody. Please but, listen. That's what that's what they're saying. It's what they want the audience to be saying. Apart from presumably all the gay men that really enjoyed this, the one would assume the yes, fair and fair, they... obviously the they were being marketed at prepubescent girls, and uh, in my case, boys or our boy. Yeah! Oh, oh boy. Yeah. God help the mister that comes between me and my sisters. Yeah! (laughs) Quiet, 11-year-old me. You're making a fool of the patriarchy. Did you just quote a song from White Christmas? No, I quoted a song from the album Spice. Oh, isn't that the song they... uh... Rosemary Clooney and I forget the other actor's name in White Christmas God help the mister comes between me and my sister Oh I don't know, in this one it's Mel B going God help the mister, God help the mister comes between me and my sisters oh, sorry, I'm so, not like, afraid of your love I, I, ah. I, I miss that but I'm glad they've quoted Rosemary Clooney for she <laughs> is the archetypal feminist icon just, Could we just double check that she's being credited? <laughs> look now uh yeah i mean for me oh yeah so there's that I, there's, and there's also most appallingly of all there's the um scratch noise as though a record was deck was being utilized which is the no. most revolting noise now no one ever connected to this album went anywhere near anything absolutely like not that. but it's like um you know how we were Fairly unkind about the amount of saxophone in a Bruce Springsteen record. Mm. I would listen to an hour of just rock and roll sax music if I didn't have to listen to wiki wiki wah at the start of various songs. Awful, awful noise. The worst. Michael, thoughts? I came into this expecting an entire album of novelty crappy pop songs around the vein of Wannabe but it's much more R&B sound than I was expecting. So basically every song on this that isn't a single is late 90s R&B, yep. which it surprised me. So my, you know, again, I'm kind of shooting my load off at the start, but um, I didn't hate this uh. on first listen Ah. Uh. <laughs> because there was that surprise element there. I was like, huh, it'd be like uh, Mr. Burns, like, I know what I hate. I don't hate this. That being said, having to listen to it over and over again in yeah, you know, didn't ready- this this became a real obligation? Didn't it? <laughs> a little bit. I was Still. having to intersperse it with tubular bells just to remind myself who I am. Hmm. Um, to sort of go back to what you were just saying, uh, I also was sort of hoping, no, sort of expecting an album of fun pop. Mm. Uh, and, and was, was aggravated when I got less fun pop than I was expecting. Oh, really? Huh. Yeah, I was also... In my memory, uh, Spice Up Your Life was on here. Uh, when, which is a good song! Which is an absolute belter. It's so when that, when that... Apart from the slightly questionable lyrics about Yellow Man from Timbuktu... Oh, I, I've never caught that. Oh, yes. <laughs> if, you, did, if, did. Watch, if you watch some of their live performances... The choreographed dance routine is very much like, with a an ah oh, a bow, and it's no fed. no that's problematic. And bearing in mind, this is a band that took their sole black member and almost exclusively dressed her in animal skins, or animal print rather. I suppose <laughs> animal skins. That, that is difficult. <laughs> I mean, she, she, she's from up north. What's she gonna? do? <laughs> I mean, they do wear. What am I thousand. supposed to do with this leopard pelt? <laughs> Darling, just drape it around your shoulders. The kids will love it. Now remember, I want you to want to have sex with me, but you mustn't. <laughs> now, everyone wants to have sex with me, but you mustn't, and go. <laughs> so, should we, should we do a little bit of context for spice? Sure. Yeah. 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 I mean, well, it, it sold a gabillion records. I, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure all you gentlemen listening to this podcast, because you're mostly gentlemen, aren't you? We yeah, know. We know our friends. Uh, I'm sure you're all fully up on your Spice Girls history. What I really like is the idea that um, Jack, for example, about one of our one or two of our more Jack regulars, Jack Burton, one of our just, regulars, will have seen or heard that that's going to be the next one and gone. Uh, oh fuck! <laughs> really? <laughs> well, yes, it, we're, we're trying to diversify, Jack. For the uninitiated, Spice is the debut album by the group, released in nineteenth September, nineteen ninety-six, on Virgin Records. And if you weren't sure, the Spice Girls consisted of Mel B, who, for the purposes of commerciality, was dubbed Scary, uh, Mel C, dubbed Sporty. Let's be fair. Awful, awful bit of branding. Emma Bunton, baby spies. Yeah, and that, let's be fair as well, all Emma Bunton's branding as well is nonce in the extreme. Oh, yeah, it's of the highest order. Uh, Jerry Halliwell is. So, so far, we've got racism and nonsery. Yeah. Jerry Halliwell, classic strumpet. Loved her. Next. <laughs> Jerry Halliwell is just classic gingerphobia. She's uh, ginger. There was no such thing in the 90s. And Victoria Beckham-Nee Adams is posh because she just stands there and does it. But, you know, uh, Which again think... is extraordinary if you actually hear the woman speak. I, I mean, no, genuinely no disrespect to her at all. However, ter- 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 she, is, Essex. she does not sound to me like she went to <laughs> private school. You're right, mate. Yeah. Um... And then I met David. It wasn't the whole I'm very like. I'm proud of what we did with the Spots girls. <laughs> I'm sure you are, madam. But... <laughs> mustn't touch. Mustn't touch. <laughs> you don't sound to me like you went to Cheltenham Ladies College. <laughs> wasn't the whole um, thing of having them as scary, sporty, baby, or that? Wasn't that from like a daily sport mirror, balls, and mag- red top thing? Wasn't that something they just dubbed him on like a an article or something and made ran with it? So, eh, fuck it. Bit of, bit of advertising. I genuinely don't know, but um, it would certainly make sense, wouldn't it, as their, hey, let's let's say it was the sun, not strangers to racial insensitivity or well, of not, well, not avert racism. And also, we, we must protect the patriarchy. So let's not actually refer to these women by their, you know, their stage names. Let's give them catchphrase names that we have deemed to give them. So we're slightly in control here. Yes, let's reduce them to archetypes. Scary, baby, ginge. Also, we think the one in the Adidas might be a lesbian, so we'd best call her sporty <laughs> so as not to frighten the horses. <laughs> now, that that's not me. That's the sun in the 90s. Well, certainly, yeah, I think the original name they gave was cock, question mark. It's really un- it's really unpleasant, isn't it, to watch now? The <laughs> yeah, unpleasant business of the media. But it reminds me, like, you know, in um, track one, Wannabe, uh, you know what they aspire to, what they yearn for, mm. is a zig-a-zigar. Mm. Now, there are two schools of thought. One of them is that zig-a-zigar means just a lovely little orgasm. and uh, But what they said at the time was that it meant a cigar. And I think it's interesting in the way that the world has moved that it would genuinely probably be more controversial for them to say, I want a cigar now than it is for them to say, <laughs> Oh, that Romeo and Juliet is filling my lungs. Make me come. <laughs> <laughs> you right, pal. Make me come. We can't possibly have these five ladies admitting that what they want is sexual release. <laughs> Therefore, thanks. Light them up. <laughs> Yeah. Uh with the uh, with the girl power mantra, they redefined the girl group concept by targeting a young female oh, fan base geez, instead of that, that 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 though. Have you heard interviews with him at the time? The the what they're saying about girl power is girl I can't say it without doing air quotes. Is so for young women to to begin with. It's so ill defined. <laughs> it's just like um, Ladies, what you're we after is girl power. That's what you're all about, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah, girl power. Right. So just say that. What does it mean, anyone? Doesn't matter. Just say it and keep saying it. They were asked, but what was girl power mean, ladies? They went, it's like you know, just do just like whatever you want. Oh, uh, try a bit. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite, ladies. But how does this affect us, the patriarchy? It's quite. Oh, keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. Agreed. Sure. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <right>. <laughs> uh, they were cited as part of the second British invasion in the US in the 90s and were a major part of Core Britannia. I think they're the only, aren't they you know, only the second band that have had the suffix mania? Yes, I believe so. To describe the bloody pandemonium surrounding the release of their records. Yes, That's quite yeah. an accolade. Oh, no, it definitely is. I mean, yeah, like you say, the album sold 23 million copies worldwide. That's a fuckload. (laughs) Yeah, it is. It's absolutely insane amounts of volumes. For an album that, let's not forget, isn't that good? (laughs) It isn't. It is spoilers, everyone. It's not that good. But But it's important. It does crystallise a moment in time, though, doesn't it? You know, oh, that's um, that's genuinely what... I'm not being disingenuous with the Doors comparison. It sounds like you're listening to the mid-90s in Britain. I oh, no, 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's also went on to become the biggest selling album by a female group in history. Which is remarkable. Yeah. Something that isn't very good. <laughs> it's not very good. It's produced I think like, they've probably got an absolutely belting best of it, to be fair. There's a couple of tracks on this which I think are... A lot of fun. Yeah. it is produced primarily by Matt Rowan, Richard Stannard, uh, part of the Pifgo production team, who produce songs now for The X Factor. Well, not anymore, because it's gone on hiatus, which I think means cancelled. And also the production duo Absolute. Yeah. And it incorporates dance, R&B, hip-hop and pop ballads yes it does yeah i read uh, a a fabulous line that said it spans it's a genre spanning album from pop to dance pop to r&b to dance that's not so many genres and everything in between and all of the others it topped the charts in more than 17 countries uh so supposedly 18 countries uh certified multi-platinum in 27 countries Platinum in 14 and golden free. It was the world's top selling album 1997 Wannabe went to number one in 35 countries And is one of the best selling singles of all time That's and such a lot of records Say You'll Be There and Two Become One Went to number one in 53 countries I mean let's uh, be This makes Purple Rain look like a bit of a failure of an album Yeah Fuck Purple Rain Spice up your fucking life you twat. Amazing. But mustn't touch. But you mustn't touch. Sometimes. But I you want fi- to. I did find the, the kind of the the origins of the group quite interesting because I always just I took it as, yeah, they were a manufactured band, blah, 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 and they had a bunch of songs made from. But I did find doing the, the notes Which on it. It's true. To a degree. So yeah. in, in February 94, talent managers Chris and Bob Herbert, along with financier Chick chick Murphy, Murphy placed an advert in stage magazine so you know they'd have those just littering napoleon quirk academy uh, using the name heart management they asked are you street smart extrovert ambitious and able to sing and dance and also to be able to flaunt your wares but remain chaste throughout but, but crucially do remain chaste do do remi- from hundreds they whittled down to five young women and in, originally instead of Emma Bunton there was a, a, a young woman called Michelle uh S- Stevenson mm. who actually uh, joined the group and then she left the group within a few weeks S- Michelle Stevenson said to care for her mother who was uh, had a recent cancer diagnosis um others including like Victoria Beckham and the producer said yeah she just couldn't be asked which uh yeah. On the documentary I saw the same Victoria Beckham said I don't really know what happened it just didn't work out You know in the clipped vowels that you would expect Oh posh From a lady of quality Originally they were named Touch uh, But you mustn't But you mustn't you mustn't (laughs) everyone Uh, And they were all moved into a house in maidenhead Where they could begin their plans Yeah, where they schemed. Um, Schemed and schemed. I'm with you so far. And apparently four of them had been to stage school and so kept saying... All in Quirk Academy. Well, not all of them got in there. Studying under the (laughs) Grapes. So they they kept saying, like, where's our contract? Where's our contract? And the three men, presumably in a fug of cigar smoke, said... Oh, ladies! Oh, don't worry your pretty little heads. Come now, it's lunchtime! <laughs> and so, yeah, they uh, at the industry showcase, which must be you—you—you really must have chops as a performer if you are able to perform at one of those things, because it looks absolutely disgusting. Yeah, does awful be. lot of men in suits just watching these people, young people, cavort for them, and then going. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, in late '94, frustrated by a lack of uh, contract and uh, just general dealings from heart management, uh, they began uh, courting touring management companies uh, and um, producers on their own. So, you know, quite ballsy move by, yeah, by it shows the young women. Which Get up and go, doesn't it? Yeah. So, and they met with producers, uh, musicians, business executives, and crucially, composer Tim Hawes and Richard Stannard and Matt Rowe. And Hawes worked with a group and they composed the song Sugar and Spice, which was the inspiration ultimately for the name change to the Spice Girls from Touch. Touch, touch. Yeah, and it was in March 95, they stole, Adam stole master recordings of their discography from the management offices to ensure they held control of their work. So I'm picturing some sort of Watergate atmosphere here. Yeah, I, I imagine they probably were in disguise. Um, love the use of the word discography there. Um, oh, it must have been vast. <laughs> Sugar and Spice
1: and <laughs> the other um, one.
0: Plus many more. <laughs> Yeah, Heart Management beforehand had arranged a meeting with producer Elliot Kennedy from Sheffield, the bright lights of Sheffield. Oh, yeah, didn't they? But two of them hightailed it up to Sheffield yeah, to go because, and try and find him. But because they'd stolen, stolen and the uh, discography, um, they'd no longer had access to Heart Management's uh, Rolodex to find out where Mr. Kennedy was actually... And again, to... I say again, right. the 90s was a simpler time. <laughs> yeah, so it was, I believe... Um, was it Mel B and Jerry drove up to Sheffield and literally grabbed the first phone you book You mean, Codename Scary, Codename Ginger. Check- Checkpoint Charlie. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah um, drove up to Sheffield, literally found a phone book, went through dialing E. Kennedy's, and he was the third one who answered it. So, oh, that's me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he invited them to the house that evening, said, you poor girls, you must come, come to the house. And the next day they said, come on, girls, let's all get in. And the rest of them all drive up and uh, they, they start making music together, forthwith. Yes, um, I've heard some of the producers say that it was quite challenging um, trying to compose with five people that can't play any instruments at all. Or well, some would say at this point couldn't really sing. I was surprised, actually, to see that Victoria Beckham can carry a tune. Like, in the interview footage I saw, admittedly, was she singing was... Singing them? Uh, no, she was singing um, Mine Hair from Cabaret. Because <laughs> she said, I didn't know any other songs. <laughs> it's the only one i practised. I, f- fucking, love Wait, I f- fucking love Nazi musicals. fucking love Nazi musicals. <laughs> oh, fucking Bob Fosse, he's my guy, yeah. Which I really liked. Um, yeah, I, th- I think they're. I mean, it's part of the genius of the the group, isn't it? But they're all very likable and engaging people. Yeah, yeah. I, I was surprised looking into this how much they actually did write on the album. I just assumed all these songs were just made for them and then just I, sang, here, ladies, here sings sings us some songs. I didn't realise they actually wrote yeah. them. Well, I was wondering about that because there was certainly a tendency in the. When pop like this was at its zenith to promote them as co-writing their songs but what that really meant mm. was they you know changed the word order of a line or two just so they got a slight royalty and so they could say you yeah, know they co-wrote the songs I don't want to do them down but it just seems it seems hard to imagine that five people with zero songwriting ability would write what well that Straight away, but when you spent years studying under Pauline Quirk and Leslie and, Les- and Leslie Jordan did dancing. I mean, unless Lionel Blair was there at the Pauline Quirk Academy, but yeah, he may well have been. I think he did a semester. Come on, <laughs> girls! <laughs> Lionel Blair is impossible to dislike. Isn't he? It's just, hey, so affable. If you're a grinning idiot all your life, you got you can't get angry at that face. But apparently apparently, uh, Jerry Halliwell was a fountain of ideas and lyrics. Yeah, we're all a fountain of ideas. It doesn't mean that they're all good. (laughs) the title of (laughs) all What about we greased up a pig? I don't see it working as a hit, darling. (laughs) (laughs) Give it a go, darling. We'll give it a go. I hit a baby with a hammer. Absolutely not, Jerry. What were you thinking? (laughs) Go stand over there. (laughs) But what, about, what about, ladies, instead of all of the songs you're pitching about woodland folk, what about we write a song about how people should want to have sex with you, but they mustn't? Discuss. As we disgusting though, in terms of writing the songs, they crucially decided that they all would be credited as the Spice Girls. So keeping the tradition of bands like Queen and stuff to just say, yep, it's just the band wrote it. Well, Queen didn't do that until far too late on. Oh, um, So many arguments abound And they, I believe I'm right in saying They all agreed we should have done this Fucking years ago Because it removes at a stroke All of the ill feeling and bickering Mm. Surrounding perhaps Making Bohemian Rhapsody a double A side With I'm in love with my car So the composer of that gem Gets every penny Of the Bohemian Rhapsody money as well Ha! Suckers! (laughs) (laughs) Not if you're (laughs) him Who's laughing all over the bank there? Bloody (laughs) Roger Bloody Roger down in Cornwall With his little boat But yes, the album was released To generally mixed reviews All music call it An immaculately crafted pop That is infectious and irresistible None of the girls have great voices But they exude charisma That's mm, One caveat to that Melanie C's voice is excellent. Oh, I have thoughts on her voice. I think she sings beautifully. Oh, okay. I don't always like it, but I think the noise that she makes is a good one. My overall thought on Mel C is... But I I like Marquis Smith's voice, so... I find her voice really grating at the start of the album, but as it goes on, it's almost like they recorded the album in sequence. And then by the end of the album, it's like, oh, she's has gone, some and Bounds. By the, the last <laughs> like the, the like the kids in the Harry Potter films. Yeah, a bit like Absolutely that. Absolutely yeah. cannot act at the beginning. And then by oh, the go end. go fuck yourselves. Oh, by the end. Well, you know what? You're not half bad. Blow me down. You learned a thing or two. Being surrounded <laughs> he's by he's literally the best the, actors in the world. The cream of the Pauline Quirk Academy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I imagine that's what you know. The Pauline Quirk Academy is like is like Hogwarts, but you are, are actually surrounded by Alan Rickman, Ray Fiennes. No, no, no. You're surrounded by Pauline Quirk, but um, she <laughs> in all her magnificence. But she portrays Ian McKellen, for example. <laughs> oh, this, Professor McKellen! I just wanted to say, ah, <laughs> oh, you fooled me, Pauline Quirk, all along. <laughs> yes, Professor Quirk. Oh Mr Rickman, I just wanted to say, Ah! Got you again, you fools! It was me, Pauline Quirk oh for God. Hello, the Pauline Quirk Academy. <laughs> it's me, you fool! <laughs> You're casting the the Harry Potter films? Oh yes, I believe we could probably fill every single part. You you want people other than Pauline. <laughs> oh ooh, my goodness mm. here. You, mm. Give me a little time to work on it. Leslie Ash? And the other one <laughs> a, looks a little bit like Mick Ronson. Which one's that? <laughs> the, the other one from Birds of a Man. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, God, what is her name? She's on Loose Women. Nick Ronson? Nick Ronson's on Loose Mick Women. Ronson, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Along with... Um, I want to say a Nolan. <laughs> There's a Nolan. Rusty? You've got to have one, otherwise it doesn't work. Rusty Rust- Lee? <laughs> east still a thing um and diamond oh dear really <laughs> i don't know and <laughs> <don't Burn>, <laughs> britain cotton ferns two ferns and um, pulling quirk on drums and you've got yourself an ensemble oh what a great night out! hang on what are we talking about Yes, the guardian three stars rolling stones not- I'd really like to know what like, All Music, who say it's an immaculately crafted pop album, would make of it if they listened to it now. Well, that would be more of a now review, being All Music, that's a website. Oh, really? Yes. So The Guardian, three stars. Rolling Stone, one and a half stars. Pitchfork, 6.8 out of 10. Encyclopedia of Popular Music, four stars. USA Today, two stars. Really so- does go to show, doesn't it, that critics are really just appealing to a very small minority of people, and the vast majority of the public do not give a shit. Well, you don't imagine ten-year-old girls, which is a generalisation. That's the main market for this music. Yeah, They're yeah, not it's... sat there reading the Guardian looking for, well, uh, oh, on film. Like, what, what does Peter Bradshaw think of a new, I new film? I simply must know what Alexis Petridis makes of this mother. <laughs> oh, love that new album, that mother. Hold your horses. (laughs) Hold on. We must wait until the evening edition to hear what Alexis makes. it. Oh, he didn't care for it. I'll I'll buy it anyway. Ah, fine. The commercial success was unprecedented and was compared to Beatlemania. In the UK, it was number one for 15 weeks. And it was number one in the US for five weeks. I always think it's so much more impressive if you manage that pre-internet as well. Yeah, and I mean, this is a this is a first album as well. They've just come out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. Well, Brand- the, the Pauline Quirk Academy. Uh, I mean, yeah, stage and pedig- screen. There's some pedigree behind this. Yeah, right? they've got chops. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is it's that name alone that got them through the door, Pauline Quirk Academy? You say, <laughs> well, come on in. Stamped on the front of every case was My. the Pauline Quirk guarantee of excellence. My, you're all quite attractive, young... No, touch! Oh, mustn't touch. <laughs> oh, no, no, I did read the pamphlet. Yes. I did not I... <laughs> yeah. Are we ready, girls? Yes, Miss Quirk. A two, three, four. The <laughs> part of Mel B will be played by Pauline Quirk. It was me! It was me, you fool It was I that you found scary. <laughs> Pulling quote. You don't realise it when you see her ax so She's got quite Lovely a posh mover, accent. Yeah. Quite a posh accent as well. Yeah. Well, yeah. She puts it on I mean, yeah. bird of feather was an in- that whole persona was immaculately crafted. Oh, I mean, do you do you remember the sculptress? Oh, yeah, yeah. But I mean, in actual fact, I mean, she speaks a little bit like Peter Wingard in normal life. <laughs> you're you're a delightful young creature, aren't you? <laughs> Oh, shall we crack on with oh for fuck's sake wannabe i believe we have a difference of opinion i think wannabe is a pop gem from the opening ah, i never the, noticed for stomping at a feet thing before yeah and the big ballsy yeah, <laughs> from paulie I think, I, I think Wannabe is such a terrific amount of fun. I've got huge affection for it. it I think it, it belongs in that... If you were to put w- Wannabe on at a wedding, everybody's going to love that. And that, that's, that's quite a special group of songs that is going to have such universal appeal. <laughs> and by universal appeal, I mean the drunk. The <laughs> drunk. <laughs> And sure, it may well be that I went to a wedding last weekend. And sure, I may have been drunk. And sure, they may have played wannabe and I might have thought, this is terrific. But I think that's, I I don't think that's anything to be ashamed of. I think it's a lot of fun. I understand from your, I'm going to say disapproving face, that you disagree. I hated it then, I hate it now which I may hate it now because I hated it then and little has changed my opinion. of. To me, this feels like just an absolute novelty, shitty pop song. What's wrong with that? Nothing, but they can be good, they can be bad. For me, this is bad. And I get it's ubiquity and it is just everywhere and it is an anthem and all that. But <laughs> as a member, Adam, of the patriarchy, I say harump and down with a all. No, but it all, yeah. it all, it all, it all, you know, not just being aside. Um, well, of course, you're quite right there, and um, you know, at the, my last meeting of the Freemasons, we did stroke our beards and decry what's to be done with this wannabe disc. <laughs> yeah, I just find something really just irritating about this song. I'll tell you what, I want what I really, really want. Don't tell me you! Shut up! I wanna, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna... Not an orgasm. You <laughs> must not have an orgasm. Do not go down No, 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 no. no, no, no Nothing no, no. of interest lies there. You mustn't touch. It's just, it's... As a song, it's not... I don't find it particularly pleasant songs to listen to. It's terribly brash, loud, and irritating. Yeah! They're all just They're all just shouting in my ears, and then... And there's like, Mike, there's it was like the mid-90s like New Labour Sure Start oh. centres were popping up all around the UK The greybeards of John Major's cabinet Had been vanquished Things could only get better, Mike For a bit <laughs> And then <laughs> they got exponentially worse Yeah, for the last decade But it was, it's It is such A lovely Optimistic Bouncy, fun record And it is quite nice, you know it is a nice, it's all just about, you know, friendship and. Friendship and. You, you gotta get with my friends. And no, 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 mustn't touch. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> you gotta get with my friends platonically. Oh, yeah. Much you like just, me, you mustn't touch. You just reminded me of Dawn Penn's No, No, No. That's a better song. No, no, no. Do, 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 do. You don't love me, and I'm Pauline Quirk. All along, tell the people you fools. She's got quite the pop pedigree, doesn't she? Calling Quirk. Yeah, who knew? Did you hear that she's just released a new album as Abba? Yeah, I heard. Yeah, boyage. yeah, yeah. She's, Quirk, she's playing four separate holograms of Abba. So yeah, calling yes. Quirk playing Abba back to the Spice Girls. Yeah, all so the Spice Girls apparently. So one of it was a debut single. And it was recorded quickly, in the space of an hour, apparently. Well, yeah, you don't want to spend too long, because if you did that, you'd start to question the lyrics. <laughs> you start thinking too much about it. <laughs> you so. must no, be... no, just, just <clears throat> Don't question it, just enjoy the vibe. Considering it's like this absolute, even to this day, I might not like it, but it is an absolute anthem, and it holds up today, and people listen to it. The fact that they basically churned it out in an hour? It's quite a remarkable feat. To go with all the other remarkable feats of this album, it's, I, I think it's incredible. It's, all, it's almost miraculous. <laughs> Just, it's a, it's a, some, it won Single of the Year at the Brit Awards and the Best British Written Song at the Ivan Novello Awards. <laughs> <laughs> Does that not smack to you a little bit of, well, we've got to give them something? And apparently, every fuck has got an Ivan Novello I'm nowadays. not sure <laughs> Ivan Novello would have agreed with that. <laughs> Knowing him as I did as part of the patriarchy. Well, we do all know one another. Yes, the video, the famous video was directed by commercial director, Johann uh, Kimmits, who uh, tragically died in uh, New York when he was hit by a car, um, driven by a shot drug dealer. Huh. So the the guy had been shot behind the wheel and he basically plowed into the guy. Oh, yeah, it awful. Um, but yeah, it was uh, shot in what is now the Las uh, Pancras Renaissance Hotel, and uh, the record company wanted to scrap it because they thought it was too dark. They hadn't been filmed very well, and all that, and in in this one take. And they thought, no, it's you know, Pauline insists it really captures our vibe. Well, she shot it, didn't she? Yes, which is why you see, you know, occasionally the camera moves because it's just Pauline quote, bumping into things. Much more of a performer. She's never been comfortable behind the camera. No, no. When she tried shooting some of those Mike Lee films, you had to get rid of her after a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, Ken Loach. <coughs> Fuck. <coughs> I've got questionable views. <coughs> <laughs> Fuck. Fuck. Holocaust. Um, I think Wannabe is. Not something that I want to listen to a lot. Oh, no. But definitely approaching a masterpiece for what it is. It is one of those songs I will absolutely bear it out that it is. It's an incredible song that stands up even now in terms of its popularity. I guarantee your other half likes it. I don't think she does. She doesn't play a lot of Spice Girls. No, she's far too busy playing that troubling wife beater. A troubling? What? Yes. Give yeah, My other half has a ponchon for Chris Brown. I've tried screaming at her. I've tried beating on things with hammers. It is. It's not. Again, again My point. My liberal snowflake point across Adam. <laughs> Down with this sort of thing. I've sat there in the car with a placard and everything. She's not paying attention. What well, what else could you do? What else can I do, Adam? What else? Can you do? Or should I do? Well, Quadro. Hmm. Yes, uh, it topped the charts, wannabe, for seven weeks in the UK and went double platinum. It was the group's only number one in the US. So maybe they got the message, got annoyed. Like, oh no, 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 no! <laughs> one week's enough. They were still big in the US, though. Oh yeah, they were big. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I like the piano in it. Bam, 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 bam. I was going to say that's, that's Greece. And I was going to say as well, that's where the bass line comes from. The piano um, is inspired by. And as we go through the album, there's a number of other songs where it's like, oh, that's the bass line from this other song. So yeah, the piano line is literally taken from Summer Nights from Greece. Yeah. Yeah. There's a little factoid for you send your body down and wind it all around. Is it just me when they say those lyrics They all got a little bit Jamaican sounding Send your buddy down and go it all around Possibly There's also that, there's that whole Now here's a story from A to Z um, Bit There's a lot of rapping thrown in on this album You want to get with me you've got to listen carefully We've got M in the place She likes it in your face M in the place she likes it in your face I mean has anybody asked Emma if she likes it in her face but at least Emma gets a proper name check. The others get, and G like MC, who likes it on an easy V, doesn't come for free. She's a real lady. And as for me, oh, you'll see. Um, what does that? What does any of that mean? I yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> Any 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 uh, any of the goodwill I have towards this album on first listen, any time I then re-listened to it and heard the sporadic. Oh. The sporadic raps through this. Imagine through how this irritated you will Notice I didn't read anything there. That's in my head. No, I, I did. I had clocked that. Why? Why have I committed that useless, horrible bit of noise to memory? And yet you can't remember W. H. Auden's night train, <laughs> Nightmail. <laughs> mail. Which, as we've discussed and have agreed upon. In the Freemasons is a much better verse to have. Quite. <laughs> <laughs> Did you miss that meeting? I, I must have been sat at the back with my Casio listening to Wannabe. Yeah, the phrase zigga zigga came from just a bevy of creativity the girls were having in the studio, just coming up with lines and lyrics and was just yeah, a phrase they yeah, yeah. threw out. What happens if we just made a noise? <laughs> Yeah, apparently Victoria uh, Beckham wasn't there in the studio for this session, but they got on a mobile phone like <laughs> And she did a remark afterwards like, Oh, it's really sad I couldn't be there and not be part of the actual creativity. So maybe Adam, maybe if Victoria Beckham had been there, we would we wouldn't have had to oh, go do through Do you mean if Victoria Beckham what they would done have made there make sense? They just put the zinger zigar down there as a placeholder, thinking Victoria will sort that out in the edit. Oh, Vicky As B will come, Vicky A, whatever she called that, and she'll come in, here. Eh? Yeah, I think it might have been Adams. It was Victoria Adams. Yeah, so it was basically written and mixed within 24 hours, which is crazy. Yeah, and Virgin wanted to go with another first single, but the band thought this would be the better intro to the band. They're quite right. They were right, to be fair. It got a lot of people's attention. Well, and, I think if you'd have opened with one of the, as you said, more sort of straight down the line, fairly lousy 90s R&B mm, singles, because I, as I said, this album has a lot of filler on it. Goes everywhere. Mo- much of which is on side, what would be side two. That didn't exist in No, I know it didn't exist, but it, it does on this album. <laughs> but all the singles... The first five are there, it doesn't matter Top loaded Yeah That's really fair play <laughs> Reviews at the time were mixed Kate Thornton from Smash Hits I didn't realise Kate Faunton wrote for Smash Hits no. I, just, I, just, I just assumed she was a middling TV presenter I think virtually everybody's written for Smash Hits At one time or another though, haven't they? I think I did at one point Yeah, lovely, oh, lovely <laughs> We could all enjoy that What's bit, annoyed uh, what's annoyed me this week? Blah blah blah. Pet your boys. <laughs> Still around, <are> they? <laughs> yeah, it was lauded and criticized in equal measure for the mixing of genres. Because no one no one could tell what the bloody hell it was supposed to be. Is it supposed to be a dance song? Is it supposed to be a pop song? Is it supposed to be some weird shitty hip-hop number? The answer is no. all the above. It's just daft pop. It's just so I do think it, it does come close to novelty in a way. But maybe that's just me because I can't quite think what genre it does fit into. Close as I can think with just the absurd nature. Let's throw some rap in there. Let's throw some, harm. you know, you balance. balance you got hum. to remember that in the 90s in particular, they tried to put rap in everything. Mm. Always... Nine times out of ten, performed by the often this group's sole black member, who presumably has absolutely no tra- record at still... rapping. Given that Melby went to fucking stage school, but um, yeah, they, that's what they did. They made they made Eskimo Seven rap. But, uh, but Jerry Halliwell does a lot of rapping on this as well. Hey, Jerry Halliwell marches to the beat of her own drum, Mike. And I've oh, all yeah. no criticism of the woman. I've seen the the YouTube videos of her, you know, doing those... The rap ones that battles. I made. Yeah, those rap battles with Eminem back in Detroit. Yeah, but, yeah. she absolutely destroyed him. as I absolutely, think, yeah. As I believe everybody agreed. Yeah. And she did it whilst wearing a bloody Union Jack. Yeah, that's why they call her Jack off. That is not why. <laughs> that's <laughs> a separate <laughs> reason. You mustn't. Some touch. But she might touch you. That was the genius of Jerry's marketing. She hey. might. She probably won't, but she might. Play your cards right. Crucially, it is on it's, it's on, it's on, it's on her say so. <laughs> uh, the, 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 there's no expectation. <laughs> Something the notes turn up. I've completely forgotten about the TV channel The Box. Do you remember The Box? No, I don't remember The Box. <laughs> the box. What was the box well the box was a a, uh tv station where you could phone in so it'd come up on the side of the screen like oh listen to or play the video for spice girls wannabe call this number and then if you called a certain song got a number of play or phone numbers it would play sorry which channel the box and I, i i've Completely forgot about The Box And then it just reminded me I'd phoned into The Box a few times The The Box Good Yeah But yeah And, and this was what um, did you, um, When you phoned in The Box What were you requesting? What was I requesting? Probably Dr. jve Or something like that A song that was probably going to be played anyway No matter what I did so Almost it was a genius of a question like The Box Yeah You, you weren't um, In any way, asking to see. Have you got any old publicity stills from the boys next door set to music? (laughs) Death Disco by Public Image Limited. So, track two. Say, you'll be there. No question. All right. Early Doors. Not a tremendous fan. Two reasons. This time you've got to take it easy, throwing far too much emotions at me. I absolutely hate that it's it's such an obvious and jarring lyric throwing far too much emotions at me it's horrible it sounds wrong because it is wrong it is wrong it, it's quite it's quite a mean sentiment as well yes yeah, quite it is actually yeah who's yeah. talking um, so touchy-feely I also don't like the harmonica oh you mean with Stevie Wonder ripoff awful awful isn't it, it it's um, it's played by the dude. Oh, where's his name? Uh, it's the same guy who played on Karma Chameleon. Oh, uh, who latterly committed seppuku, I believe. <laughs> oh, Judd Jud- Lander. Seppuku. Just check, I think you'll find I'm right. C- c- oh, committed seppuku. There it is. There it is. <laughs> At the Altar of Pauline Quirk. Fascinating. We're oh, coming oh. back to Pauline. Yeah, yeah yeah at her at her behest at her behest She had a finger in many pies all of which were at her behest yes so you'll be There is much more of a uh, r&b orientated number and some compared the sound of it to the g funk movement of mentioned dr dre and warren g a comparison that i imagine dr dre and warren g really liked Oh yeah, that that's great. Thanks for that comparison. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, you you think this sounds like what we're doing? Good, good. <laughs> oh great. Thanks. I want, I wonder Thanks ever came, so. No wonder he came out with still DRE and changed it up so much. So it was a second single. And it got praise for the lyrics and booze for the production. <laughs> wow, they really uh <laughs> Mostly from Pauline. Swings around roundabouts. Yeah. <laughs> girls, we all swings around about. You got booed, <laughs> ladies. I'm gonna boil it down to you into two sound bites. You've been booed in print, however, got some real cheers. The lyrics describe the things the group went through together and how they supported each other. Yeah. And the video was based around Faster Pussycat Kill Kill and was nominated for several awards. There was a, there was a copyright claim against it when Israeli soldier Aidit Shrekman accused a group of copying her song Bo'ella. A spokesman I love the idea that they managed to aggravate the Israeli military. <laughs> no, just an Israeli soldier. Yeah, but I would rather imagine that, well, the entire state but certainly all of Mossad King Furious. Benjamin Netanyahu doing a a public address. This will not stand. Yeah, a spokeswoman for the group said, um, where there's a hit, there's a writ. We look forward to seeing her in court. That's a good line. Yeah. I bet Jerry Jerry was. P quirk. (laughs) You fool! (laughs) Yeah, and again, it's a song about opting for friendship over love. Girl power! Yay! Yeah, friends! Keep us in touch. It was released in October 96, and by this point, they were already appearing in Japan, Europe, and the US. And critics mention that the song sounded a little bit like Earth, Wind, and Fire and Stevie Wonder at times. Hmm. <laughs> uh, more recent reviews have held the song In higher regard than Wannabe For instance And one review I read described it as Genius Oh Oh who, who You know I, 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 I read that And I was like I'm not even giving that person uh, Can't even bother to write the name I mean, I mean I will say I prefer S- Say You'll Be There to Wannabe I like oh, it no, I don't I do. I like it. Probably because it sounds that G-funk rip-off sound. But genius. No. No, no. Let's not you and I confuse this with the things that we men do. (laughs) Now, I'm going to have to say that that's a line from the West Wing. I don't actually believe that only men are capable of genius. Protect the patriarchy. Protect the patriarchy at all costs. The song debuted in the UK at number one, where it stayed for two weeks. It was also a big hit in the rest of Europe. Um, yeah, I, like I say, I like it. I like the opening organ sound, the chanty uh, crowd background noise. I think it's quite good. And yeah, the bass line. Like the harmonica, do you? No. Uh, <laughs> what? Well, I- what, Ooh, I'm I starting to, what I'm already starting to notice with the uh, the vocals though, Jerry Halliwell is already coming coming out of the gate as quite cabaret, vampy sounding, whereas yeah. everyone else is kind of singing. She's kind of doing a bit more like that. Oh, I feel like Jerry you know. Halliwell, Lord Preserver, <laughs> is, is is adding colour. She's, yeah. she's putting the accents on it. Yeah, I'll tell you what, she is. She is. She's Paul Bearer. She's just adding a little <laughs> oh! bit a little bit of fun around the very competent wrestling of the Undertaker. The the Undertaker in this case being the rest of the Spice Girls. Yes. And the Undertaker is... being for the sake of this, the Undertaker <laughs> is the rest of the Spice Girls. And Paul Bearer gotcha. is the delectable Jerry Hallowell. Hmm. Yes. So c- can do out. can do perfectly fine without her, him. Yep. As in, The Undertaker did fine without Paul Bearer. it will never be as good... As entertaining. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> good and entertaining are the same thing. Yeah. And I think that, that's essential that we are, we get that clear. Uh, quality is the same as popular. <laughs> Simon, that's what yeah. Simon Cowell <laughs> believes, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And indeed Simon Fuller, who produced them. Oh, yes, yes. We know you mentioned Simon Fuller in this whole charade. Um... Yeah, Mel C gets a big moment at the end. That yeah. bit. Wow, that was—I mean, it was a lovely mime. It was, but you, it, only your head moved, so you looked. And let's be fair, sounded a little bit like Elmo. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I've been watching a lot of dinosaurs recently, and it's probably just baby have from dinosaur. I have. That's in the old. Uh, well, were they yeah. puppets or guys in suits? I can't remember. It was a combination. Good, because because Kevin Clash, um now disgraced Kevin Clash, who made Elmo famous, he was a baby in dinosaurs. Why was he disgraced again? Uh something, something sexual. Uh what, what flavour of sex? I can't honestly can't remember. It was inappropriate touching, something uh, like that. I can't quite remember. Needless to say, what I'm really getting at upsetting. is adults or children. Because they're both reprehensible, but one is worse. Honestly can't remember. Long shore of it is he's no longer Elmo. Oh god no. Yeah. But I wish <laughs> To become one To become one is very funny. <laughs> to become one is where the, the the troublingly sexy lyrics really come to a head and gets quite chaste at the same time yeah 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 oh yeah and it's like it's like the lyrics are written for a child's idea of romantic love yeah kissy kissy and kissy I'd forever dream of you and me together holding hands and nothing else forever and ever mustn't touch once again, he's not reading these off any No, time. I was reading those. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you did good with I work there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I wanted to sell it. Oh, with your shirt half open like that as well. Because I actually did... Unbutton uh, your shirt. I did a bank holiday at the Pauline Quirk Academy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this, this was a Christmas number one. Yeah, what a sexy Christmas number one this would be. Didn't we all have a terribly sexy Christmas that year, everyone? Well, I believe the birth rate absolutely fucking exploded in 97. I I didn't wear my jumper that entire Christmas season. You know, and you will have been 10, so... Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, these guns, ladies or boys. Because it's not yet, but it will be 2021. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, t- time has been kind to, to this song. Do me. you think so? I think it's a pleasant, checkbook pleasant song. I think the lyrics are silly, but the uh, sound. The are very, is... very silly, but I also, I, I don't, I'm not mad on the idea of loads of 10 year olds singing. Wanna make love to ya, baby? I had a little love, now I'm back for more. See, you didn't look it up either. Insatiable. Infatious. It is quite it's a Christmas number one, for God's sake. Although Set I do read, I've got to give them props for the lyric Once Again if we endeavor, we'll reach the pole by Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I don't remember the DO delivery. <laughs> ah, we endeavor. endeavor. Once again if we endeavor. <laughs> Yo-ho! Ten stout men, not a galleon forever. <laughs> it was the named Song of the Year of the ASCAP London Music Awards. Sexiest song of the year, no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> written with Stanard and Rowe. They went with a slow ballad after having written some of the punchier numbers on the album and to stop uh, including stop stop the lyrics becoming too slutty they included uh, some lines about contraception yeah uh, i know they've done that but um i can't find them <laughs> what the contraception yeah i'm looking for the contraception lines because i remember at the time when i was reading the um unofficial biography of the spice girls which i bought with a wh smith voucher in the christmas oh, of that yeah, year fuck <laughs> Um, apparently To Become One was described As their plea for safe sex With a, a, a claim Which I'm ashamed to say I took at face value and didn't do any further research I just took their word for it Mike And now I'm reading it Where? Uh, Entertainment Weekly said it, it, it appeared to have been written By safe sex loving unicorn <laughs> That's very good yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's It's the sound of People that... It's written for people that have never had sex. But I've got a rough idea of what's involved. I've got a rough idea of what's involved. Gonna put your thing in, baby. (laughs) Oh, God, put that away now, baby. (laughs) It was me, you fools. It was Pauline Quirk now. And that was the first time that Pauline Quirk seduced me. But not the last. (laughs) Dammit, you've done it again, Pauline Oh, Pauline um, Yeah, where where are the Oh, sorry, there it is I found it He's found it, everyone Ah, uh, whoa, ah, whoa Be a little <laughs> bit Why is a baby, put it on Put it on oh, that's a, I a believe guy. they're talking about a Johnny <laughs> Sorry, it's Who are as in there it's supposed to sound as comical as you made them Ooh, I, ah, oh ah, guess it in there loud. Oh I assume oh. so, yeah. It's, it's, oh ooh, ooh, ooh. pop it on, pop it on. <laughs> pop it on, you pop dirty it. bugger. <laughs> you I dirty... don't know where you've been. <laughs> Set your spirit free. Does that mean gonna come inside her? I don't want her peace. Um come in ugh, Michael <laughs> <laughs> the, the people that are listening to this song are not aware of the nitty-gritty of ejaculate. <laughs> I imagine they probably think, like I believe most people do, that something transfers from there into there and there is no mess. <laughs> no mess? And it's, it's, it's an unpleasant learning curve for us all. <laughs> Which is why their second album Features the song (laughs) Who's Going to Sleep in the Damp Patch (laughs) Lessons learned everyone Lessons learned (laughs) Who's Sleeping in the Damp Pit (laughs) Who's Sleeping in the Damp Pit (laughs) Love it The video was a green screen production by Big TV, exclamation mark. That's the name of the outfit. Yep. With a uh, cinematographer, Stephen Keith Road, who uh, also did Virtual Insanity by Jimi so he had a great nineties, didn't he? He did, yeah. I've said on this one, I can't really, and f- forgive my ignorance everyone, but I'm just not that big a spice head. I really struggle on this one to, uh, to, to, to tell their names. Uh, of they actually call us Fremen. <laughs> so, when does the sleeper awaken? Third album. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, on this After one. After Jerry's left, basically, when it's no longer fun. Oh, when Baron Harkonnen's left. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Played by Paul Inquo. <laughs> <laughs> you fools. Yeah, I really struggle on this one to actually tell their voices apart because they're all kind of doing breathless singing. Yeah, it's one of the fun games with the uh, Spice Girls record, isn't it? Is spotting who's singing at one, any one point and realizing, ooh, both of the Mel's are really doing all the heavy lifting here. I mean, you can, you can usually tell Mel C. She sounds like that. You can absolutely tell Mel B. as well, who is again a quite a good singer. You're right, love. Jerry Halliwell is the what the, vamp, called? the Vampy Embassy from Cabaret. No, that's, the that's, Cam, that's the Victoria. MC. What do they call it in wrestling? Oh, Paul Bearer. Yeah, but hip, the name for his type of person, what he does. No, Vamp Guy or something? Hype Man? Hype Man. That's, that's Jerry. The, that's all the hip hop thing. Sure. Well, that's and Jerry. Actually, no one ever, and here comes Undertaker's Hype Man, <laughs> Paul Bearer. I didn't know he was there. Nominally, as the manager, I felt everybody knew what the score was. <laughs> do you not see a man in, a, in a, a suit and a tie think manager? He looks like yeah. management material. Holding know an urn. Every, manager, every manager I've ever worked for has been cradling an urn. <laughs> <laughs> and this song has one of the things that I'm a sucker for in it, so I quite like it. It has strings. I, mean, I like some strings. It's got such horrible strings. Strings, nonetheless. I don't, they're I, I, I think they're it's, strings, but I don't think that a real string was ever troubled. Oi, oi, oi. And considering it is a love song where, where, all, where all the singers are basically covering their nipples with their hands. I don't think there's any the love. The entire time. I think it's just to flesh become, business. to become one. I mean, it's like. The end of the film society. They've become an amalgamation of flesh, just flesh, just flesh, just parade of slatterns. <laughs> that would have been a better video if it was just <laughs> a massive human flesh, just all combining <laughs> into, in some Cronenbergian nightmare. Sure, yeah. I mean, if they got Cronenberg to do the video for two become one, and at the one point in the towering column of miasmic flesh and just just see one face loom out and going, put it on, put it on, or you're not getting a piece of this. As one young man looks terrified and tries tries desperately to put a condom on in order to soothe the beast. But, I mean you try and maintain an erection when a five woman flesh beast is, in, is just undulating in front of you. It's impossible. I've just got this image of this flesh like totem pole and this panicked young man trying to get it. desperately trying to squeeze a prophylactic around his rapidly disappearing member. I mean, what's he, where's he going to put it once it's on? But he's, just, he's desperate to get it on. Get it on, get it, get it on. I I mean, he's got absolutely no desire to have sex with the flesh column, but he feels it may placate its wrath. (laughs) (laughs) The flesh column, please, please put it on, put it on. I am, I'm trying. a flesh column yeah is <laughs> that a william burroughs novel <laughs> yes it is yeah <laughs> but from where they took quite a lot of their inspiration oh god it's getting more horrific another head looms out and just lit, comes right down at him on a sort of tendril and there's oh, all goo dripping off it it's getting and then it just crap. sort of sways in front of it like a cobra and says, because tonight is You're getting full-blown Lovecraftian now <laughs> When five get one more <laughs> Fuck, I can never listen to this song again Oh, that was fuck dark as shit. Dark as shit this song. <laughs> fuck yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> safe sex loving unicorn. Yes, That's Absolutely rubbish. rubbish. Right, so let's get the fuck away from Flesh Column. I think we should. Talk about Love Ting. I quite like Love Thing. I like Love Thing. I think Love Thing is a bit of the fun pop. <laughs> Because because I was aware of those first three songs because of how big they were. This was the first just album track I heard. I was like, oh, this isn't actually shit. Although, I mean, I, I do like it. Because, I don't want to know about the thing. But it does say there is the, the rap verse. Which yeah, fuck the rap verse. The rap verse is horrible. Stop pushing. You're rushing. You're losing my loving. Oh. I hope it. I see it. Just play it, you feel it. The flesh column is on. Un- is displeased. <laughs> <laughs> on and on with the girl's name, Spice. You want to get with us, then you better think twice, because God help the mister. Yeah, God help the mister. Oh, Comes God. with me and my sisters. Seriously, Br- Irvin Berlin should have got some royalties for this. No, no, that's at that point that Irvin Berlin vomits on himself. <laughs> But what what I don't like about the use of rap in this is because I messaged you when we and were let's just chatting. We are saying we're using the term rap loosely. loosely yeah, mostly just shouting to some kind of rhythm. It, it does. It almost feels does like, have a nice line in. Yeah. It feels like they're just using rap as like a really lazy way of saying, "Hey guys, they're a gang. They're a you know, they're a, like a posse sort of a thing." Because you know, rap equates with gang. Yeah, And to me, that's basically what it sounds like. It does, but that's why when we were at university, like, we composed that rap for all of our friends to sing. You know, we all had a couplet, and then we'd like stand and do this as we walked into pubs. And to the listeners know exactly what I'm doing. <laughs> we'd all put our caps on backwards. I had a skull cap. Yeah, that's why everybody really knew how dangerous you were. Yeah, which I realised was actually uh, people confused I was observing yom kippur <laughs> yeah they did yeah mm. and a lot of uh well, to to be honest with you, you, you looked a lot younger so people probably thought you were just there to celebrate your bar mitzvah <laughs> <laughs> yes you, you know love ting uh it what i will give it is so far you had be, which is like this weird weird ass novelty one so you'll be there which is like g-funk r&b um, to become one, just pop bad. And then you got Love Ting, which is almost like verging on New Jack Swing style. So there's a lot of different flavours going on. And it's a cheery, danceable number. Yeah, it's fun. I mean, if you were to get rid of that verse, there's a lot to enjoy in Love Ting. Hmm. Yeah, oh yeah, and what I've written here, there's a noise in it, which sounds like a treated trumpet or something, but sounds very close to And we mentioned it last time, What well, I did, was Yes, is owner of a lonely heart. That, that sort of noise. Um, that, if there's one thing we can absolutely guarantee, is that he has not heard Spice Girls. Oh no, Alec Baldwin! No, I'm I of now. I don't want to know about that love thing. Yes, yes. Tell so, tell me more about love thing. No, I said I don't want to know. About... I said I don't want to know. I don't uh, want to know. If Alec. you'd like to talk about Land of Hope and Glory or the rest of Elgar's output, I'm your man. There is quite a lot of '90s production on this, though, isn't there? Oh god, yeah. Like at the end of a line, you'll get a. Doo-doo! Or
1: something
0: just bells thrown in or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ooh. Like, oh, no. oh no. no, 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 so no, laddie. So what is the love thing they don't want to know about? Um, well, whatever it is, they're not afraid of it. Oh, I'm glad of that, but I don't want it. Uh, yes, Nevertheless. It is quite a confusing lyric We were listening to this earlier on When I say we, I mean my partner and I And uh, we both came away from it Going, it's not, it's not clear what she wants um, She doesn't she want wa- to know about that love thing But uh, equally, she doesn't want you to waste her time So she wants it, but you mustn't touch She wants it, but she doesn't want it And you should touch Well, you should want to touch, but you mustn't touch So it's classic I, I- Spice Girls can I what? Um uh confused. Do you know what, Adam? It's all like this bloody post me too movie. A man doesn't know what he can bloody do anymore, eh? Eh? Oh can't say eh? anything anyway, can you oh, anymore? Man? Oh can't bloody whistle a woman down the street oh. or up skirt her on a train. Oh, oh god I can't act like a cunt in public anymore. Oh dearie me. Fucking snowflakes, eh? About everything. A, I don't even know what I am anymore. Just a normal guy, Mike, and that's enough. Um, I mean, is there anything else on Love Thing? It's a pleasant little. I think it's an. A, I quite like Love Thing. Oh, it's one of the high points of the album, I'd say. <laughs> yeah, it's just not one of the big ones. No, it's not. But it's it's probably one of the best three. Yeah. Uh, last time lover. So another song about a lover. <laughs> Yeah. It has a smooth bass line A strong drum opening And to me it sounds vocally a little bit like uh, TLC or Total From the mid 90s It's a yeah. bit more of a standard R&B number again Definitely But you get the impression that they were Very pleased with themselves when they came up with the line Because I'm choosy not a floozy Yeah that's pretty good yeah I, hope I think, for the, the, for again, the, the 90s looms large because you've got the question, do you think I'm really cool and sexy? Sexy. But cool cool and sexy. Nobody's going to use that anymore, are they? Unless that, you're 100 years old. Isn't that a TLC album title as well? Cool, sexy or something? I think it's very, very sweet that you think I know. Hmm. I'm just thinking out loud also this yeah this one has the same melody as the song all night long do, 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 do. yeah and i've always got the same melody taken from another song it's just a straight up r&b song about a romantic na- relationship There's nothing really much to it is there it's just a straight up yeah yeah song There's nothing oh, wow. fancy nothing crazy about it about a guy that wants to have sex with her, but he mustn't. <laughs> he mustn't. literally what the song is about. He doesn't know what to do, uh, so he might just go home. Yeah. Call you later. Or maybe not. Don't want. Don't wanna pressure you. Or you don't even have to, because I don't even need you, because I've got my friends. <laughs> so, just to reiterate on the thesis of this album is, I've got my friends, yeah? I think Got my bloody one friend. of the things that's absolutely amazing about this album is quite how long some of the songs are as well. Some of them uh, hit the five minute mark. <laughs> don't they, know? Don't? don't they, Just? Five minutes for some stuff like this. As you scroll down and go, God, there's a lot of words to this song. <laughs> oh, they've all earned their equal share of money. God, there's a lot of words here, and don't they all say the same thing? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Last Time Lover is another one of the Last not singles. Time and uh, yeah, it's pleasant, fine. It's, it's it, yeah, virgin, not as fun as Love Ting. Ah, uh, but next up, we've got the oblique and mysterious song Mama. A uh, hazy through fog of <laughs> metaphor <laughs> and misdirection. <laughs> Pff, uh. <laughs> Mama, Melody, po- just say what you mean, darling. <laughs> <laughs> Shaking it by the shoulders. Just say what's on your <laughs> mind! Just say what's on your mind! What is the mama a metaphor for metaphor for Oh, you've got keyboards, rhythm, guitar, cellos, violins. And it's about dealing with the difficulties of bloody mums and daughters, eh? I like the fact that, certainly according to my reading, um... All publications at the time derided this as being saccharin bobbins. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. bobbins. What, what it, did she mean? It does feel like you got like this real kind of like fun power pop song in "Wanna Be." You got his gang mentality, then you got "Say You'll Be There," which is a more sexy number. It's like you bring out this one it's like, oh, we've done a song about you know understanding mums. Well, we've like, had oh, the fuck off about the triple threat of sex. sex. So now let's cleanse the palate with a song about how much we love our old mums. How much all our mums probably had too much sex and then gave way to us. The Spice Girls. It was released as a, a double A side with Who Do You Think You Are? for comic relief from the UK. and went on to become their fourth number one in a row. Which making a, is the first s- UK act to have Extraordinary. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, don't get me wrong. One, it's one hell of an accomplishment. Oh yeah, but, they were the first UK act to have their first four singles reach number one, which is amazing. Yeah, in a world that contains Slade and the Beatles, <laughs> not in that order. <laughs> but given that so many of the words in it, so many of the words in this ditty are "and," <laughs> oh, I didn't really clock that. Yeah, have a little look. I'd it. Up. It's uh, extraordinary, is what it is. In the last three verses, the word and, and that's just the last three verses. 1, ands. You could have just controlled F on Genius. <laughs> I don't know what you've just said. <laughs> As I said it, I was like, do you I know what the fuck I'm talking about." <laughs> I don't know what that means. Um, by all means, cut out the actual mechanic, the, the business of the counting. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, leave it <laughs> all in for, for gentlemen to enjoy because you're all gentlemen, aren't you? The like manner in which I counted. <laughs> that's just that's he started three. at one. He got to, he got up to his intended number. Seven followed six, as is traditional Um, (laughs) Yeah, but that's I mean, and that Is just the word and The number of times that the word The titular mama mama. And indeed, love Ooh, it's a bad song Yeah, Mel B came up with this one um... Yes, but what What was she feeling, Mike? What did she want to convey? She was having a bad time with her mum well that and, can't be right. For uh, all she says here is Mama, I love you. She doesn't say Mama, you're a bitch. <laughs> Apparently each of the uh, each of the, the group members went to a different corner of the studio to write a verse. So I was I'm just thinking points out. That's a room five, of five corners, isn't five it? Five corners. That's what it, that's what it, no, why the way right. corners here, eh, lads. Yeah. Victoria, you're gonna have to go in the middle. Oh what nah? Victoria, you're gonna have to go to the toilet. Oh, not again. But which corner? Any you like, darling. Mel C said it was about how you realise as you get older all the shit you put your mum through. Well, thank you, Melanie. That's really, that's really solved you. this little oh, enigma. I can see clearly now the rain has gone. Oh, mercy. God, It's like it's like clouds parting and the sun shines and suddenly I know where we are. Again, it got mixed reviews. Um, contemporary critics yeah. said it was, it was, isn't um, what you wanted from the group at that point? Fucking thought, your know, ballad. Uh, others said it was a, a ballad to make Mariah Carey proud. <laughs> or to make Mariah Carey go, is this my legacy? <laughs> the fuck is it? Yeah, can't you imagine Mariah Carey listening to this and go, Proud, proud I am. Proud I am. Uh, of course, there's no actually no such thing as Mariah Carey. No, she's a myth. They just it all along. You fools! <laughs> 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 yeah, the whole song just has to your the point you made about it sounds so '90s. This one just sounds as flat as a fucking rusk biscuit, production-wise. Okay. Him. there's like there is there's drums in there but they're so flat there's like basically no bass in the drums and they just sound like let's turn the treble up to 30 and turn the bass to zero yeah so you might so you make you just the drums are just like proper like T-t-t-t-t-t-t-t-t-t. it's like well, why do you bother having them is it uh, just to keep time it's, the, it's just a metronome they have yeah. in the studio <laughs> yeah. Right. Yep. Then there's even strings on this, which uh, do absolutely nothing for me. You said you say there are strings on it. And you don't like it. I don't like it, right. which is quite, which is quite a remarkable feat. Yeah. And it's the the lyrics are just so saccharine the shit. They, they and it's really high... feel like they were written by a child, don't they? They do. They do. You can you can hear the inexperience. Because if you, if, you know, let's say it is actually written by them. Actually, no, it sounds disingenuous. They said they wrote it. They wrote it. In which case, my, they had a long way to go as songwriters. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a bad song. It's a, and it's five minutes long. Oof, isn't it, though? And it's even got a choir thrown in to add some faux sincerity, grandeur aspect to it. It's just, yeah. it's. That's the worst thing, isn't it? That's what they're going for, is grandeur. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, it's just fucking so, su- yeah. I would say, I don't like Wannabe, but Mama, going back and listening to it now, and Mama was a song that I never really took, thought much about. To, now, listening back to it with older ears, I was just like, oh, fuck off. Yeah. With this at, song. at least one of these fun. Yeah, no, I'll give it that. I don't like it, but I've actually, it does annoy me as much as it used to, whereas Mama, actually, now I've gone older, annoys me now, and I'm actually like, oh, just take this song and fucking shove it. You know, the worst thing is... There will have been a number of dear old mum's funerals where that was played. Oh, yeah. The funerals oh, yeah. of the mums of thick people. <laughs> Bless their hearts. Mums that begat thickos will have had to... Well, the, the audience? The congregation at, the, <laughs> at their funerals will have had to sit there listening to that going, Oh, yeah, it's love. It's what she would have wanted. Yeah. It's uh, what nobody wants. She, I'm sure she was aware that she was her mum. <laughs> and that you, you cared? Yeah. Okay. Also, you seem to be making the funeral all about you. <laughs> so who who do you think you are? I think who do you think you are the banger. <laughs> yes, it, I, I liked it then, everyone. I like it now. <laughs> It's an absolute it, banger. This was the first Spice Girls song, right? She is a begrudging ten-year-old dickhead. Went. She oh, was quite a good that one. Yeah. yeah. The race is on to get out, out of, of the, the, the bottom. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> do, you you do you think you are? Thank you, Mel C, <laughs> and your popcorn leghorn voice. I think she's got a lovely voice. Lovely. Yeah, I do. I think she sings I think she sings beautifully. Like a mighty eagle. <laughs> love the line. Trust it, use it, prove it, groove it, show me how good you are. What does that mean? But well, you mustn't touch. Mustn't touch. Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah. No, no, no touching. <laughs> no touching. <laughs> so yeah, it was released as the double A side with mama. It was, um, this was. Ah, this was the. In uh, the ah. UK, there's a, a bi yearly charity event called Comic Relief. And this was like the main single for it that year. With a hilarious music video featuring, was it? The Sugar Lumps. Portrayed by. Sounds funny. That was funny. funny. Oh, Look, The Sugar Lumps were performed by Kathy Burke, Dawn French, Noelle. Uh, Pauline Quirk. That's right. Pauline Quirk, Pauline Quirk, Pauline Quirk, Pauline Quirk, and Pauline Quirk. And E-Quirk and Pauline Quirk. <laughs> <laughs> but really, Kathy Burke, Dawn French, Luella Gideon, hmm, uh, okay. Lulu and Jennifer Saunders. Lulu will be in anything that Jennifer Saunders and Dawn French do, won't she? Yeah. What about Cheryl Baker? I'm sure she would have liked to be involved. Cheryl Baker would have bitten off her own toes if she thought she was <laughs> in with a chance of being a sugar lump. <laughs> one by one for charity. <laughs> Imagine. Cheryl. I will. I'll do it. <laughs> Cheryl. Um. A a, 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 Gerard, one at a time. <laughs> We'd love to have you involved. There's one condition though Name it! You have to bite up all <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the sugar lumps um, and Terrell Baker is there uh, with bandaged feet and a mouthful of blood and toes. <laughs> <laughs> no to remove a toy. <laughs> this is quite upsetting. Could you not have? She could have spat out the toes before she began. You put a bit of makeup on her. Quite remarkable. She continued to bite them off even though she had a mouth already full of toes. <laughs> the Cheryl, is, there's a room. What, Michael. The irony is that Cheryl Baker's mouth is not big enough for ten toes. <laughs> the irony is a loss on me, Adam. <laughs> Cheryl, for God's sake, spit them out! Spit them out, Cheryl! (laughs) Of course you must bite them off, of course you must! But spit them out! Do it sensibly, Cheryl! (laughs) It's obscene! For God's sake, Cheryl, use your mind! (laughs) Of course you want to be a sugar lump, who wouldn't? (laughs) Pea quirk is waiting in the wing, Cheryl! Huh. Tragic business. Yeah, awful. <laughs> terrible mess. A terrible mess. That common relief was Kathy Perk kicking one of Cheryl Baker's toes <laughs> off into the orchestra pit. <laughs> Lulu choking on one as it flew through <laughs> the air. The orchestra pit, by the way, which was full of toes from the rest <laughs> of the cast. It was a dark year. <laughs> oh God, people do anything works, Spice Girls. Well, it's 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 like the Robert Johnson thing, isn't it? If you want to kiss the ring, you're going to have to bite <laughs> off your toes. Bite your toes to give to Spice Girls. Bite off your toes to the Spice Girls. <laughs> uh, yeah, this was the song they performed at the Brits in, Girls, 90- yeah. in 97, where Jerry wore but provocative Union Jack dress. And my heterosexuality erupted. <laughs> but crucially, you didn't touch. No, because you mustn't. You mustn't. Yes, Absolute, the... Uh, the and no, <laughs> I wasn't actually attempting the Brits that year. It was that like the year you took off? Well, I was working hard for my sats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the production duo Absolute, who produced the song, said the sessions didn't go too well at first, and they were more into R&B, whereas the girls were firmly pop So when they uh, they heard the uh, already pre-made wannabe they thought all oh, right we'll try and make something in that vein but in our style so well, this is and with some great horns or the illusion of horns yeah so with the illusion of horns they uh they bas- this is their, their attempt at doing wannabe yeah and i think this is the template for spice up your life which would come later yeah definitely Motor horns, great, lots of fun, lots of energy Oh, energy not, to boost! Not a single mention of anyone's mother
1: <laughs> And <laughs> all the better for it
0: And apparently as the, um, as the group were writing the lyrics for this They were actually performing the dance number Which they would do in the video whilst they were writing the lyrics Do you mean to tell me they were swinging it, shaking it, moving it, making it There in the studio, live <laughs> It's almost like they were just saying what they were doing Yeah Ordering her, just eat. It's difficult to see them trust it. <laughs> yeah, and the uh, the production duo commented that it's the sound of the girls not quite getting R and B quite right. Yeah, but I think they're making R and B much more. It's it's a disco oh. number, really. Yeah, it's great. It's a disco, which was also another interesting thing that yeah, Absolute Absolute said was. Uh, With no auto-tune at the time period, they had to do a little bit of editing work to fix the vocals. Just just a little bit. Just a little bit, which yeah, okay, yeah, doesn't speak wildly to uh, their vocal skills at the time. Uh, But when it was released, uh, it was one of the more stronger reviewed songs they'd released at the time out of the five, including Mama. Mama <laughs> Mama. Yeah, and something I I observed this time. This does feel like it could have been used in the film The Birdcage. Yes, yes, it does. It does have a slightly vaudevillian stroke, potentially drag club act vibe to it. I mean it's campy fun, isn't it? And, oh and, yeah. And, and and to your, you know, absolute Mel C mania, she's having yeah, a ball funny. on this song. Yeah and she's good Yeah you're insatiable first for more Mel C My insatiable first Corresponds with Jerry Halliwell Because somewhere in me There is a, a young slip of a lad All 11 years old All confused But he knows that there's something there um, You're exactly I, the type of person They're trying to get away uh, from you Yes, beast, You beast No I never once touched them Oh uh, okay I picked up on the subtext and indeed the text, um, <laughs> and and dear God, you love your mama. And dear God, I love my bloody old mum, <laughs> Michael. Something kind of funny. Mm? I would like you, if you would, to imagine a world where something kind of funny is merely a backing track, and the ladies' voices have been removed uh-huh. by science or witchcraft. What you're left with is, I would say, a Will Smith song from the same period. I would say you've basically just got Rapper's Delight by the Sugar Hill Gang. I Oh, I suppose so, yeah. I mean, you could even keep the title, though, and it could still be a Will Smith song. Oh, yeah. I also think it sounds like Fairground Era Simply Red. As performed by Will Smith. As performed by Will Smith. God I Yeah, that. Uh, doesn't he cover for Mick Hockner when he's ill? Yes. Will Smith doing Holding Back the Years is not a dry eye in a house. <laughs> and then they all come back on and simply reperform Wild Wild West to huge applause. <laughs> Confusion. <laughs> not an unbaffled face in the crowd. Rightly so. They've just done stars and suddenly there's this bastard mechanical spider <laughs> lurching out of the O2. <laughs> I don't like something kind of funny. No. I don't even really remember how it goes, actually. Well, I- imagine a Will Smith, son. There you go. Oh, OK. Something from Big Willie style. <laughs> yeah, sure. It's, um... <laughs> whatever. Stupid yeah, kid. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> your kids and your music. It's, uh... It, it's not a good song. It, it's one of. It's a filler. It's, it's an a absolute, definite filler. Oh yeah, it's an absolute filler one. Something kind of funny. Uh, naked. Uh, not, naked. Not, not the Louise Redknapp song, which is the more famous naked. Naked. Yes. Um, I- naked. Naked. So, again, ninety production, that soft guitar sound with bass and strings. I I, I made a note that when, because it starts off with the guitar intro and then the drums kick in, it sort of kind of reminded me a little bit of early solo Bjork. Again, I don't think she's thanking you for that. (laughs) Well, 23 million sold. You could do worse, Bjork. You're absolutely right. <laughs> She's played by a Swedish Muppet. i was just to say my Bergman here. <laughs> You're totally right. I <laughs> all of the songs don't sound anywhere near as much as dead. <laughs> Even Ursa Quiet never troubled the operators of the mediums. That's <laughs> so she sounds like. <laughs> wow. Yeah, the thing is, that's not just her, that's everybody in Iceland. So it gets very confusing. <laughs> I quite like Naked. It feels it feels less busy than the rest of the album. Do you mean it sounds more naked? It does. Uh, it feels stripped back, baby, stripped back. Yeah, I, I actually quite very like sexy it. sexy again, isn't it? It's te- considering they don't want to have it, but they do. Uh, but you mustn't. Um, <laughs> I want the option, but you mustn't. But you could. Uh, but you uh, can't. Considering girl power, you know, demographics, young girls, naked, to become one. Let's fuck everyone. But uh, not it. Not. But no. 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 Yes. Yes. yes, yes. She knows exactly what to do with men like you. I wonder—is this? I don't—I don't know what the years were, but you remember Jerry Halliwell was the the papers attempted to shame her by revealing old glamour photos that she'd had. She's unshameable. It's very much part of her appeal. You can't un- <laughs> you can't shame the shameless. You cannot. That's why they're so great. But um, is the song? I mean, I'm probably reading. Far too much into it, but is the song about a, a, a note of solidarity to their comrade who is being shamed by the Red Tops for having photos of her breasts? No, because they weren't wouldn't have been famous when they wrote it. I think they're literally just talking about touching bums. <laughs> touching bums. I mean, are we talking about it on a, uh, a soulful level of being, you know, emotionally naked? Or are they talk about... Oh, I think they're talking about bumping uglies. But what's the what the continuum references to this child has fallen from grace? You know, just some sort of welcome to, oh. the, pleasure, welcome to the pleasure dome style. Uh, probably bloody biblical, isn't it? Yeah. Tightly Adam, drink, ate the apple. Suddenly, you know, you naked. Yeah, Adam rubbing it, grinding up against Eve or vice versa. And Mr. Snake, he's got to get his he well, in as well, is not yeah, he? Yeah, he's got to get his ear in. Buy the old apple. Love the noise. Always funny. What's with the phone conversation, Dealey, in this song? Oh, is it because they got fed up of doing the rap business? Yeah, I thought, well, maybe they, they said, Emma, you have to take a turn at rapping. And she said, well, I won't. I simply I won't. Bloody well, won't. Yeah, because at that point the music goes quite sinister and almost becomes like an LP production, like sci fi hip hop. Like, oh, meh. How yeah, meh- meh- she'd meh- rather be hated than. Uh, I don't know. know. Than touching naked bums. Quite, yes. <laughs> <laughs> what is the lyric? I'd rather be hated than. I don't approve of the sort of thing. Down with this. Yes. <laughs> naked. I quite like it. I quite like the vibe of it. It's. Uh... It's it's better than something kind of funny. Yes. Funny. Most things are. Uh then the final track, If you can't dance Yes, this is where the Spice Girls lay out their manifesto for a rhythm-based economy where <laughs> the danceless are valueless in society. Uh. Dark if you future. can't dance, if you can't dance, you can do nothing for me, baby. Even a surgeon, if might. If you can't dance, you if can't you can't dance. If you can't do a two-step. Um, <laughs> <laughs> do, 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 do. Guards. <laughs> Seize him. As the guards sack at him. <laughs> Wonderful. They uh, can't dance, they can't dance. They can do nothing for, for us, me, baby. Does this not sound like, to you... Black Tie, White Noise, erebo Uh, Sounds slightly better than that. Ugh, and that's, that's probably annoying. because... Because it's not a good song. No! But it probably sounds better to me than uh, Black Tie, White Noise because they don't have the albatross of a cripplingly wonderful 70s dragging them down. They don't have the weight of expectation. They're, they're making frothy pop music, but it's fine. And also, you know, there's some fun horns. Again. But also, now that there's more... <laughs> there's more rapping, and this time they've included sirens. Because siren sounds uh, even more street. And urgent. And also that they're coming to take you away because you can't dance. Which is what will happen at the Pauline Quirk Academy. It's very much like The Handmaid's Tale at the uh, Pauline Quirk Academy. Yeah, if you can dance, I feel... To me, it feels like a bonus track. It just feels like... Because, again, it doesn't really sound like anything else on the album. No, but, then, but I, I'd still rather listen to it than something kind of funny. Yeah, I don't, I don't really remember it, this one, that well. It does... It sounds dangerous. Oh, it goes... Oh, you, know the, you know the word, if you can't dance, the phrase, you sorry? can't dance, if you can't yeah, dance. There you go, you've <laughs> remembered it. That's, that's the whole song. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, it just sounds dangerous fucking... See what I, considering this album sold 23 million. uh, Inexplicably, yeah. But apart from the singles, which again were absolutely miraculous world beaters and quite quite an incredible story. I have never heard any of these other songs, which on a 23 million selling album, it's quite amazing. I've never heard some of these songs before the last uh, In fairness, much like ABBA, They've become an indeed band, and indeed queen. They've become an, a band where you the the greatest hits are so ubiquitous and so yeah. popular that you an album track actually ranks you out as quite the connoisseur. It Does really? Yeah, because that's the is, thing. I'm like I, I'm listening to these songs are almost almost like they're curios. But it's like but 23 million people, 23 million people least. bought this. Office. I bought this. Or rather, so, I have this bought for me. For and I've never, and I've never heard these songs. It's just like how you know, twenty-three million people have heard these songs. I, I'm hearing them now, like it's like oh, they've uncovered some kind of relic here, and you know, it's a, it's a kind of a bizarre thing to just kind of think about it in those terms. But I, I, I would just say with this album, it's just I came into this completely um, toughy nose about. It. I go, oh, for God's sake! And so yeah, there's there's songs on here which some of which have actually improved with age. Some I've actually grown to dislike more. Others, fine with. But I didn't hate this album. And I thought I was uh, going to hate this album. No, I didn't hate it. Uh, like, obviously, there are albums we've done where, by the end, I've been banging my face into a wall. This wasn't one of those. No, Every I mean, time, like, Who Do You Think you, Ca- you Are came on, I still went, like, oh, this is fun. I'm I still, not, I like Wannabe. I'm not going to lie. Bro. I can't claim that I'm going to c- continue to listen to this oh, album. absolutely fucking and not. I'm not even going to lie and say some of these songs are going to make their way onto my shuffle. Because they're probably not. But no, they're not at all. But it, going it, back it, to, I think, with... It's not for you. No, Considering no, no. it's not for you, the fact that you still well, listen but, to it this often, I'm like, that's all right, isn't it? was well, saying that, all music should... Be kind of be accessible to everyone and i do yes. listen i do listen course, to most things of course it should be but um marketing alone yeah. makes it fairly clear that it isn't so i think i'm going to put this in the wheelhouse with uh not quite as strongly but with paul mccartney's mccartney 2 which was i like, am not really going to go back and listen to it much but i enjoyed to a degree the time i spent with this album it's but, uh, it's uh, interesting isn't it to 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 go back to 1996 yeah no, it was a nice change of pace. It it kind of broke up my recent listening pattern. And I think I was just I was just taken aback by not actively disliking it. And being like, oh, there's actually some songs on here that are making me feel nostalgic for a late nineties R and B period, which I used to listen to. Well, I, I didn't like R and B in the nineties. I don't particularly care for it now. But the I, I didn't I didn't hate listening to it either, and I think Again, at a wedding, if Who Do You Think You Are or Two Become One or One of the I like to Become One? You'd be you'd be very happy. Yeah. So are we saying Whether or not it's staying at the party, I don't know. I was gonna say are we are we keeping it with caveats? Why don't we keep it playing in the cloakroom? Okay. As as people come in. Do, 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 do. The flesh column taking the coat. Yeah, yeah, of course. Bowing and <laughs> drool, the ectoplasm pouring out of one of its mouths. Are you leaving your purse? <laughs> you insist that you put it on. Put it on. <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> um. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't particularly want to listen to it again. Uh, I also don't feel the need to go and buy it. No, ooh, no. It was fun to listen to for a spell. Yeah, yeah. No, I spent some time with it, but time has passed. I'm not sad to see it go, but I didn't hate it. No, I didn't either, and I do think some of them are absolutely pop and, pop gems. And to give to give credit where credit's due. The success of this album Extra- like I say, is an incredible absolute achievement to come from nothing I would be so- genuinely fascinated to know how many of the people that bought it not much like with say uh the da vinci code or 50 shades of gray or mm. any form of art where people buy it in such huge numbers how many people come back to it 10 years later and Mm. like for example with this with this specific album and and listen to it from start to finish like you or i would do with an album that we bought that we cherish Mm. do those people still have it or are they all in landfill somewhere yeah do all the people that bought that now just stream the spice girls greatest hits as i think they probably do very probably yeah so what what's your favorite song on it then Oh, I mean, it's Wannabe, or Who Do You Think You Are, easily. I'll okay, go Who so, Do You Think You Are, or, or To Become One. Mm, to Become One is too troublingly sexy. Um, I'm just trying to get it on. <laughs> too, too. And now it's kind of panic-inducing. And all that body horror stuff uh, that's they, quite they, allude I allude th- to. Honestly, I think I'd have to go with Wannabe, just because I think... It uh, it does I, make me smile when I hear that song. I just can't. I can't with one of it. I'm going to go with Who Do You Think You Are then. Oh, good. I mean, they're the best two. Yeah. What would be your worst? Ugh, tough call. There's some real dog shit songs <laughs> on there. It's, uh, I think, Mama is the work of an Mama. illiterate child. <laughs> uh, but I think something kind of funny is so forgettable. Well, I can't even say it's the worst because it is so forgettable I can't forget how yeah, it goes whereas probably. I do remember some of the other songs Probably Mama I would go with Mama or Wannabe Oh god That's such a big call People love it Not this guy Except this guy We must protect the patriarchy <laughs> We must Because uh, they've done so much great work That's great stuff everyone <laughs> They've done great stuff for people like Mike and I, and thus they must be protected. Must be protected. They, as in we, must be protected. Uh, yeah, I, I disagree. Right. Well, possibly, let's let's just say, mama, then. I, I think we can both agree that mama's a pile of crap Oh, no, we can. We can all get on board, everyone. We can mama. agree with the mama. I've got it, everyone. <laughs> Very good. Not my mum, obviously, she's a delight. But the no, song, no, no. Mama. Not, not not our mamas. The song, mama. So no. Another... i do find it's funnier though if you pronounce it mama mama well another successful party everyone i think it was uh, send your feedback in so um, <laughs> unless it's free or above like yeah. and subscribe free or above leave reviews thank you so should we spin that wheel to see what is coming around the corner yes let's uh-huh. Oh, oh that, wow. well, what's this? Turn up again. So this is a rare sound. We're doing a listener request. Finally, after a while. Our second, second listener request. This, I'm just reading here through. It's been handed by a squirrel. Uh, from Twitter. User Eltaha at United Supporter 2, which doesn't sound like a false name I've made up. Promise it's not. <laughs> they, well, I mean, the idea that a Russian bot Is getting in touch to ask us To yeah. talk about a record is Implausible That would be an extravagant waste of Putin's time Yeah, yeah, he's got bigger fish to throw Elder Hat has asked us To conjure up some thoughts On Cockney Rebel's Psychomondo. Oh, you better believe I've got thoughts on that album I've never listened to it I've never listened to a Cockney Rebel album Oh, the first two were great the Human Menagerie and the Psychomodo. I've I've read books that say these albums are worth a listen. Oh, they're absolute, around to them. They're peaches. Um, I'll say this for them: they're there two distinct albums. Um, the Psychomodo has got a really good cover. Mm. The Human Menagerie has got one of the worst record covers I've ever seen, and as such, it's huh. definitely worth having a little look at. All oh, right, I'll, I'll do that. forthwith. Oh, huh. awesome! Right, I'm looking forward to that because it never listened to Cockney Rebel, so they'll give me a fine old excuse to go and do that. But you know the song. The song, which I don't like. So, the song that but, he wrote about the members of the band Re- leaving Re- him. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate it a little bit more when I learned that, but yeah. I also think there is, a, as we will talk about then, but there's a there's a huge amount of poetic justice in the fact that he was an insufferable prick by his Final own admission account. in that yeah. period. And the fact that he then, for the rest of his life, had to sing a song about so, what about people leaving him at his <laughs> lowest ebb. There's there's a degree of poetic justice there, if you're uh, caught me wrong. It's like having a mouthful of toes if you're Cheryl Baker. Well, no, it's like having a mouthful of toes and yet still be one of the sugar lumps. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wonder. <laughs> so, if you would like us to cover an album that you're interested in hearing us, talk this kind of shit about as we are covering next time on Cockney Rebels Psycho Mondo. And you can Mondo. get... In- Mondo, sorry. You can get in touch with us via Facebook. We are The Listening Party with Adam and Mike. You can find us on Instagram. Listening Party again. Look for The Grey Skull and the pink headphones. We're on Twitter at Party Listen. You can email us at TheListeningParty at gmail.com. And if you could, please, we say it's every episode, and i notice not a lot of you are doing it. I really just like to stress... It doesn't take that long I'd be really fucking grateful if you could Like and subscribe us please On your podcast repository of choice People are listening We know you're there We know you're there We see the numbers Pop a little like on there Just a little like Just to offset the one one star We're pretty sure that Gigi Allen guy gave us Yeah yeah (laughs) He's really dragging us down Dragging us down We do this after work (laughs) To amuse ourselves just make it worthwhile with a little bit of validation and maybe in the next seven years we can gain consequence so till next time where we'll be talking about Cockney Rebel and maybe by that point I've learned the name of the album we'll bid you good night. cheerio